welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, welcome to the eighth edition of a Diary of a Sales Expert. It's another week's gone by, and how has your week been? I hope it's been a good one. So I wanted to get into a little bit of a meaty subject today in today's podcast. It's a subject that I think is one of the biggest issues for so many business owners and salespeople I talk to, uh, and that's around sales objections. And um, I'm going to talk about some objections today. We're not going to cover every objection because there's lots of them, but I think there are some common ones. And we'll talk through sales objections there. And this is a really good follow-up. If you've not listened to last week's episode, we talked about I talked about uh, sales questions and how sales questions are so important when it comes to getting to know what's going on in the mind of your buyer, your potential uh, client. And so we've really got to feel that we're in a great position to 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 know what people are doing before we can try and sell to them. And sometimes, and we'll talk about this in more detail today, if you when sales objections happen, the reason that they happen is because something's not quite sure in the mind of the prospect. And if you haven't asked the right questions, you are probably a bit stumped. So I'm going to talk today about uh, sales objections, what they are, how they happen, and what happens with them and what you can do to overcome them. And I'm also then going to share a resource available on my um, on my website, again, which you can have access to, which, again, all the things I try and talk about on the podcast are resources and materials for you to access. Um, there's no charge for them. You can download them, um, if you put your details, sign up to our, our newsletters and details, and you can have all these materials for free. So it's, it's all about helping and equip you with the, the information and ideas and tools that you need to achieve the success that you want. And uh, look, our, our focus is giving you those resources to, to make it easier for you. But look, let's just talk about a sales objection. So what is a sales objection? A sales objection is a, is a classic objection that we get in sales situations when we've had a really good meeting with someone and we've talked to them about uh, them and what their problem is or their desire, what they want to achieve. And we've had a chance to then talk about our solution, maybe provide a proposal for them or provide some information back at the, you know, in a presentation form or in a meeting. And... We then come to that point, and this is the bit around sales that, that everyone you know thinks and worries about, which is around how do I get them to, to, to close? How do I do the business with them? How can I get them to, to move forward? And an objection is a common thing that's put in the way. Most some people will do it just because they like to to get a deal, they like to to, to push things forward and, and make something happen for them. But an objection is when someone will say, oh, I don't look at your proposal, I really like it, but it's a bit too high for us. The price is a bit too high. Or they might say, I've had a look at your proposal. Thanks so much for sending that through or for sharing the information. We'll have a think about it and we'll come back to you. Or they might say, it might be that you're engaging with someone early on in the process and, and you're having a conversation. They say, oh, we've already got a supplier that does that right now. We, we don't need someone to do that. And actually, I think there are probably eight to 10 common objections in the sales world that I hear pretty much across the world. And they are the same objections pretty much in general. Most of them around price, time, uh, and, and, and value are the, are the common ones. But they are common things that people say. And the reality is you have a choice when it comes to sales situations. And I, 
I say to people, your, your objections are a bit like a, a, a Olympic hurdle race. If you imagine when the Olympic hurdle race, Olympic, there's to be Olympic World Championships hurdle race starts, you know, you've got whether it's 110 meters or whether you've got 400 meters or whatever it is, you've, the runners have this incredible track in front of them and they have these hurdles, right? And if they keep running as they, you know, they, they do for most of the time and try and run through the hurdle, it will get in their way, it will trip them up and they're out of the race. Or what they can get really good at doing is learning how at the right time to arch their leg in the right way, lift the leg over and, and overcome the hurdle. And so I want you to think about these objections that you're getting as hurdles and barriers, you know, like a car park barrier is the barrier that goes up and down. If I, if I do the right thing and get through the barrier, I can progress. But if I handle them badly, and a lot of people do unfortunately handle them badly, then the chances are I'm gonna crash into the hurdle or crash into the, to the barrier, damage my car, potentially cause all sorts of issues and the whole thing goes pear-shaped. And we don't want that to happen. So look, sales objections can be overcome. They are, they are a barrier rather than a blockade. A blockade is something you can't get past. The barrier is something you could overcome. If on that Olympic track or that, that running track, there was a, a, you know, a big wall with you know, thousands of bricks there, it'd be hard to get through that. But one hurdle, you can overcome that. So, look, so let's just think a little bit about why, um, why they happen and, and, and what, what's going on. And also, I want to give you a method towards the end of this that you can use to deal with them and a couple of phrases that you can use for that. But when I talked about questioning, the reason that most objections happen is because we haven't asked enough of the right questions in the right way to get real information from the other person as to what's sort of going on in their, in their world. So take the price issue, for example. When you get an issue that says, oh, the price is too high, why that happens is because, and if that does happen, and it may well happen in your situation right now, you might be listening to this podcast today on the way to work, on the way to meeting, and you've got a conversation with someone who they're going to say, like it, but it's a bit too high. The reality is your approach to doing that is going to be, and my, my, my question to you is, is going to be, is two things now. What do you know about that person, that situation, that company, and how big an issue it was for that person? And secondly, have you already asked the right questions to find out what their position on monies and budgets and price is? Because if you haven't asked the right questions to really find out how big enough of an issue it is for someone or where they see the value and where their, their thoughts around money and budget are, then you're, you are going to struggle to overcome that objection. You can, and we'll talk about a method to do it, but it becomes more challenging. Whereas if you've asked those right questions early in the process, and I go back to, the, you know, if you have listened to episode seven of my podcast, because I talk about questions and how to ask them. And if you've asked the questions such as, tell me more about that problem and what impact it's causing for you and what would be the issue if you don't get that issue resolved and how would it feel to you know put that have a plan where you get that issue solved and what would happen if you went for a you know what would be your thoughts if you went for a, a solution that was lower price but didn't solve the problem how would that feel and and how do you decide on price versus quality if you'd ask those great questions and find the information out that someone's given you when they then come back to you and say, well the, well, the price is a bit too high, what you're able then to do is to say, oh, I, I totally understand and respect you, you know, for, for saying that. Thanks for letting me know. When we spoke a, a week ago, two weeks ago, you mentioned that you 
quality was more important to you than price. What's changed since then? Or how have things changed since then? Or what's, what's different now than compared to then? In other words, you can only handle an objection when you've got something to cling on to in the, in the past conversation. If you don't know what they thought to quality or versus price or what, you know, how they operated as a person, it's not impossible to do that. Um, another, another example around budget. So let's say you'd ask the right question around someone's budget, such as maybe, you know, if you ask someone a question around budget, what is your budget? They will invariably tell you they're never going to tell you the figure because no one wants to say the budget's £10,000 because they see people then putting a proposal together for 9995 even though it might cost them normally £5,000 to do it. So what I would say, for example, around budget is I might be saying something like, typically, you know, this service can range from, you know, 5000 to £10,000. How does that feel for you? How does that sound for you? Well, I might I might watch the reaction that I get from that, and if I get the reaction, yeah, it's pretty much in line with what I thought. If I then get an objection that says the price is too high, I can then go back to them and say, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, you you, you felt comfortable that with the the pricing figures that we talked about. What's what's changed since then, or what's what's different now? So we, once we've asked the right questions in sales, we can get then a chance to overcome the objection. And one of the things you'll hear me talking about consistently in, 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 the, in, in, in sales and success to get what you want is to get inside their mind and get inside their head. And your job in, is to, to find out what they're really thinking. To be a fly, be, think about it being a fly on the wall in their brain. And they're probably thinking at that stage, is it really gonna work? Uh, I don't mind spending the extra money, but how can I show it's going to deliver what I'm thinking? Um, They might be thinking, it's a bit more money than I thought. Can I get a deal? There could be a lot of things going on in their mind. And your job is to find that out and to work out what that is. And we do that by asking the right questions initially and trying to, if you like, prepare for the situation. When they do, then say, oh, the price is high. You told me that that price was comfortable a couple of weeks ago. What's changed since then? So think about your... The first way to think about objections is to think about asking the right questions. And I know that's no use to you if you've not asked those questions in the meeting and you're now getting the objection. But please, please, please learn from that mistake. My dad always tells me, life's not full of mistakes, but learning experiences. So if you've not learned from what you did before, then you're going to continue to get the same problems. And that might mean that you're not achieving the results that you want. And that can cause problems for your business or for you in your career. So learn from those elements. If you have asked those questions, find out more. And again, there was a link I put in link in episode um, in episode seven, which was to 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 actually download to, to to a list of questions. Start to ask the right questions so that you can really find out what's going on in their world. And if you focus on the objection that you have, there's a misconception. So firstly, we want to be able to know you know know we've asked the right questions and then find out what's going on. The, the second thing that I'd encourage you to do is to focus on a little model that I'm going to share with you called Lair, which is a simple way to think whenever you get an objection to respond. And, and by the way, a lot of people say to me, oh, well, I asked them, how do you respond to an objection? And I commonly get, well, I tell them how great are, you know, especially if it's a price objection. People will say to me, oh, I commonly get, uh, this is the reason why our product is so valuable. It's so important because it's, in other words, they blah, 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 blah. They talk. And there is a conception in sales, if I talk at someone long enough and really just batter them into submission, they'll just give in and say yes. 
And some people that may work for it, some people that may happen for, but most astute buyers now, um, and most people will just, you know, will, 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 will they not want you to do that? Or worse comes to worse, they'll even say to you, okay, yeah, okay, let's agree to it. And then they'll can't cancel afterwards. They'll have buyer's remorse. And that's even worse because you've celebrated the deal and then it's lost. So the way to overcome the objection and the way to think about these objections and the way to, 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 to really to, to make sure don't talk at people. Your goal is to get become a fly on the wall in their brain. Think what they're thinking. And this model of layer is a really simple way in which you can use a, a little acronym to think when you'll have it. And if you write it down, write down these, these words, and there's, a, there's actually a video again on my YouTube channel, and I'll share a couple of resources which you can have access to that enables you to, to, to get to, 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 to see this and to use this. So layer stands for listen, acknowledge, identify, respond. So the first thing is listen. And one of the mistakes that people make with an objection is they'll interrupt someone. Someone will say, well, I'm not sure about the price. Oh, the reason our price is, and the first thing they want to do is inter they want to interject. So first is listen, let people talk, let them share what they're thinking. And if someone said to me, the, the price is you know, really a little bit high, one of the key things I'll also do is as part of that listening process is I'll actually pause. And I'll use moments of silence to really let, because pausing is a really simple way in which to help you clarify your own thoughts. But also sometimes the person will also answer their own question or they'll, and, and sometimes I've held pauses for 10, 15 seconds and someone has said, are you there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just thinking about what you said. It shows that you're giving consideration to it. But when you pause, it, 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 it gives your mind that chance to think. And if you think about sort of listening, what we then want to do is acknowledge. So we want to be respectful of that person because it's their view. It's at the moment their view. And, it, and by the way, objections generally happen because they can't see enough value in what you do. They don't have enough information. There's not enough reason to change. There's something in their mind they, they haven't quite seen enough yet, or there's a deal they want to make them want to make that switch. So I would always thank I will always say thank you. You know, appreciate you letting me know your thoughts. I really appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, thank, thank you for being so honest and telling me where you're at. We want to acknowledge it's their view, and you don't get, overcome an objection by telling someone they're wrong. If you want to, if you go into sales and want to become successful in business, you're not going to get where you want to be by saying someone they're wrong. I might say I'm really interested in your view. Then thank you for letting me know you. What's making you come to that conclusion or thought? But I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. Don't talk at them. Don't tell them they're wrong. Don't just think that you, by talking at them and then thinking that overcomes the objection, it doesn't. And this is why Lair is so good. So we want to acknowledge, thank you for letting me know that. And what we then want to do is, I use the phrase identify. Some people call it a label. Some people call it a frame. What I then want to do is I want to, to basically identify the issue that they're, that, that they're saying. I want to basically bring that back to them. So what I will say to someone is I'll say, Thanks very much for letting me know your thoughts. I really appreciate it. It sounds like we've, it looks like we've not been able to convince you of the value of, of our offering and how that could solve your problem. So what I'm doing is I'm identifying and I'm saying to them, I think you're thinking this. And if you're not, hey, no worries, tell me that. But I think what you're telling me is you don't see quite enough value. They're not quite seeing why you should pay that amount for it. You're not thinking it's worth that much. So I want to identify, it sounds like, it looks like, it seems like, it feels like you don't feel comfortable with, with the proposal 
offering the value that you want. So we want to identify, we want to label it, we want to make them go, because what they're hopefully going to do is go, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at. And you can normally tell in people's body language and gestures that they'll tell you, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. I don't feel confident in seeing the value. It's not, it's a bit more than I thought, or it's a bit different to what I thought. And that's where the final part of less, so listen, acknowledge, identify, and then respond comes in. Your response is, or my response to that would be, Things like, you know, you, you, you're not comfortable with our pricing there. What would you need to see to feel it's worth paying that much for? Or what would have to happen for you to feel comfortable spending that amount? So what you're then doing is you're opening those great questions, what would have to happen to get them to that point? So let's start that from the, from the top. So let's say someone says to you, oh, the price is too high. So my response would be listen, let them talk, acknowledge, Thank you ever so much for letting me know that, Paul. I, I really appreciate your, your honesty and your thoughts here. You know, we then want to be in a position where we identify, it sounds like I've not been able to convince you of how our, our solution can help you solve that problem. Respond, what would have to happen to, what needs to happen or what do we need to show you to make you feel comfortable investing that amount in, in the solution? And then go quiet, then sharp. And what that person will then say is, um, they might say, yeah, well, I'd need to see this, this, and this. Or, well, yeah, well, that's, thank you, know, that, well, my issue is this, this, and this. Okay, brilliant. Thank you for letting me know that. And then we've then got to go back in a little bit into sales mode again, to sort of into, into questioning mode. Tell me a bit more about that issue. What are you not seeing? What haven't we shown you? What information could be useful? What could help you? So I want to what I would call sort of find out about that, that issue. To, to, I'm getting inside their brain even more. And at the end of that process, I'm then going to be in a position of saying, okay, and, and if I can show you those things, if, I can, if we can resolve those elements, how would you feel then? How comfortable would you feel then about moving forward? And hopefully someone will say, yeah, I feel really good about doing that. So your job then is to go and give them that information or that detail or, or whatever else to, to answer their question. And if you can't, then you may not lose the business. You may lose the business. But again, if you'd ask the right questions of what they want to see initially, then you can stop that from happening. But layer as a model is a simple phrase, listen, acknowledge, identify, respond. And if you combine that with pausing and also practicing the responses that I've talked about and the resources that we share, if you practice how you approach it, you're going to be in a far better position to then deal with the objection and come back. And by the way, layer works whether someone says it's budget or whether they say, I'm going to have a think about it. If someone says to me, I'm going to have a think about it, I would say, Thanks very much for letting me know that. I appreciate you, 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 you telling me where you're at. It sounds like there's a lot going through your mind at the moment and you need lots to think about. Be honest with me. You know, tell me, what, what would you be giving most thought to or what are the key things that you're going to give most thought to or what's the things that are going through your mind at the moment? Be honest with me and tell me what you're thinking. So I would use that layer method to, to respond to most um, objections, certainly when I'm in a sales proposal element. Um, if I'm engaging with someone right at the start of a conversation, then we might use a couple of different methods. But Lair certainly works when you've had a meeting, you've had a proposal, you, you sent a proposal, and, you, and you're then getting that feedback, that kickback that it's too much or they want to have a think about it. Something's not right, and your job is to get inside there, be a fly on the wall, and get inside their brain and find out. Not to just not read the signals note and think, oh, it's all okay, and then chase them two days later, did they want to go forward with things? Because you'll end up getting ghosted, which is a thing that happens a lot where people... We're talking to you and then they just ignore you and we want to avoid that from happening. 
So look, I hope this method that I've given you is a really simple method. Think about layer as a really simple method to overcome an objection. There are eight to 10 really common objections across price or time or, or you know those things that I've mentioned. And you can use layer as a simple method to overcome them all. But as I said at the start, if you haven't asked the right questions, if your questions have been too superficial and you haven't dug beneath the surface, it's very then difficult to overcome the aspect of where they're at and to move them forward. So think about using Lair to, as a method to overcome the objection. And if you do that, well, hopefully, it won't guarantee you're going to be successful in the sale. I don't know how that conversation's gone. I wish I was a fly on the wall in your conversation to be able to help you. But if you do follow this approach, you'd be in a far better position to, to overcome it and deal with it and move things forward. So I hope that's been helpful and give you some insights on what you can do. It's a, it's a simple method that can work well. It's worked well for me in my career, and I'm pretty sure it could work well for you. But let me know how you get on. Let me know when you get the next person saying to you, your price is too high. Try it out. Try the framework that I've mentioned there and see what happens. Let me know. Put, um, reach out to me, James White Sales, on any social media. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So I always finish my podcast. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, I always finish the podcast with a, an inspirational story. And I wanted just to do this week this story um, on an incredible guy who I met a couple of years ago called Paul Weiss. So he was a Royal Marine, um, went to Afghanistan, and he holds the record of having the most injuries. I think there's even the most bones broken. If you search for Paul Weiss, Marine Commando, he died on the battlefield twice. And um, he basically suffered the most injuries ever in a uh, warfare situation, but survived. And uh, he's, um, he's only got one leg now, and um, uh, he's, you know, he's got an, amp an amputated leg, but he shares his stories on how he overcome that challenge. There's some great, um, there's a podcast I did with my client Trade Nation with Paul Weiss that was just um, inspirational about his story and um, how to come back from you know, injuries and, and things that would that nearly, would, that he nearly died. And when you think about stories like that, they're just incredible. And you, you think about someone like that who's rebuilt his life and been able to get on and do things and do things with family and have kids and, and do all those other elements, um, you know, maybe it makes us realize that our situation isn't as bad. And if he can do it, then we can overcome whatever challenges we're faced with. So I hope that's giving you some inspiration to, to focus on and to really be inspired by and to have a look, look at Paul Weiss, great uh, inspirational character. Uh, who overcame what he did and his story, read his story, it's incredible. Um, you think we go for a bad day, you imagine the day he had then and it's something we wouldn't wish on anyone but it's an inspiration for us to, to move forward and deal with whatever life throws at us. So that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please like and put comments in, tell us about it, reach out to me on social media, share it with other people. Let's get as many people as possible um, being aware of the, the ideas that we're trying to share here. The whole goal of the Diary of a Sales Expert is to share insights that can help you win more business and be more successful. So I hope what I've shared is valuable and useful for you um, and I look forward to sharing more sales insights and sales ideas with you next week. Have a brilliant week and see you then. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.